halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fuck it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, I'm Kim Gaynor. Hi, I'm Camilo Fantasia. Hi, I'm Marjorie Taylor Green. No, I'm just there. This is halfway there. A podcast about being crazy. No, I'm sorry. It's about the new middle age. But if it were Marjorie Taylor Green, it would be about being crazy. Marjorie, we're going to go so gentle on you today. Okay. I, I don't know if she's it's, ever given a uh, an actual interview to anyone. Very, very softball questions for you. Exactly. What um, What was your favorite food when you were growing Marjorie, up? Marjorie, we're sick of your shit. <laughs> Marjorie, top five um, favorite movies featuring animals uh bam because i imagine killing them that would probably be a response um how is everybody doing okay so we were just talking about a nothing burger right and all i could think about was um wall burgers <laughs> mark Wahlberg's oh, hamburger yeah. chain and I was thinking about his not famous brother who was on uh, Entourage and wondering which if nothing. Well, yeah, that's which... the thing. That's the thing. Donnie? <laughs> no, no, I mean, there's a knows. few of them. They're all kind of mildly famous. No, right? I think it was like drama was the character on Entourage. But I, I admit to having seen a few episodes of that before I was properly horrified. But no, it's not even Donnie. It's the other one. So I'm just you wondering. You know what? If- Nothing burger is his chain. Oh, it might be his secondary chain. The thing I like about Wahlburger is that you get like a free racial slur with every um, oh. burger package. Um, Excellent. Which is How great. Is it like yeah. in the, is it like a little piece of paper, like a Chinese, you know, fortune cookie like thing? Fortune or cookies? how, or is it verbal? It, well, it is Boston, no, right? It's an actual, like, underpaid angry employee reaching across the counter and punching you in the face and then (laughs) slurring you when you're face down you know on the floor of wall so yeah i I always i always enjoy that about that place is it is it uh matt damon hurling the slur (laughs) matt damon makes a guest appearance here and there homosexuals haha about him this week right Yep. Although he was like, look, it was taken out of context and I've never yeah. used a slur. And it's like, yeah, you're from Boston, dude. Pack the cat. Meanwhile, the uh, baby, the baby is like, yes, like somebody took the spotlight off of me. And uh, it's yeah. a white yeah, and it's a white guy. Bonus. The baby has been dropped from everything. They dropped the baby. Which yeah, what is about, what about don't the drop the water. Yeah, don't drop yeah. the baby with the bathwater. But he was dropped from Lollapalooza. And so, okay, you guys, I just got him. So there's a clothing store in Williamsburg that I absolutely love. It was like my go-to. And she just posted on Instagram that they're mo- they're closing the store in Williamsburg and they're moving to the Upper West Side. 
which is really sad <laughs> because it was like part of the joy of going back to the old neighborhood was going to this store. But, and the woman who owns the store and I were like simpatico. And can I just tell you guys what she wrote me back? So I said, I wrote her a message and I was like, so exciting. I'm sad to see you go from Williamsburg. Is it going to be the same roster of clothes when you move? XOXO. This is what she writes me back. Will be a little more our age clothing. Williamsburg always draws <gasps> a younger girl, so I have to buy for them. So there'll be even more stuff you will want. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Guys, I am so angry for you, actually, on your behalf. I. <laughs> Oh What's the name of the store? We'll bleep it. What's the name of the store? Because I know all the stores. I love her though. It's called La Dida. Okay. <laughs> La Dida. Please tell me and... she said it'll be more close your age. La Dida. <laughs> Signs off. No, but I love that she's. I love that she said. So there'll be even more stuff you will want with three exclamation points. Oh, I'm like, so, she was so comfortable with just going there and assuming that you would be comfortable with that. I know. There's what a lot of stuff. Yay. I can't wait to like uh, peruse your collection of turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> My neck is, is looking a little worse for the wear. Wink, wink, emoji, turkey. I mean, I don't know. How do I respond to this? Jen, Wonderful. I Honestly, I just, be honest. Did that ruin your day? Because it might have maybe. It was, it's definitely a little. It was like I got the message and I was like, oh, sweet. And then I'm reading it. And it's like, you know, when the smile in your face like slowly starts to creep downwards and you're like. Which, you know, it, you know, at your age, you should be neither smiling nor scowling. You should have pre-frozen your face 20 years ago. Oh, um, yeah, but I know. Beyond that. Botox. <laughs> So we'll be even more stuff you'll want. <laughs> Please oh, refer God. to our previous episode for context. <laughs> I'm almost tempted to be like, what do you think I bought that was like not age appropriate? Please list so I can throw it out of my closet. <laughs> that anyway, is guys. Absolutely fantastic story. I also <laughs> love how that is not the natural progression that moving from Williamsburg to the Upper West Side blows my mind. Like, I would think more outer movement in New York City, right? Like to a neighborhood that's newly hip because Williamsburg has become too established. I know. It depends on what her uh, goal is. Um, it's obviously to she, she make to more money on dowdy old people clothes. On, on so. veterans. <laughs> oh, no. Which is why I will be visiting the Upper West Side this fall. <laughs> You know, here's the thing is the rent might be cheaper on the Upper West Side, to be oh, honest. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Mm -hmm. so With you can, like COVID, et cetera. You can go right from the thrift store to the Metropolitan Opera in, 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 your, exactly. new, in your new discarded rap from uh, what's her name? Who's the rap lady? Um, the 
W-R-A-P, not... Who's the rap lady? The, the yeah. designer who's famous for raps. Oh, Diana von Furstenberg. That's right. So oh, you pick up your dresses. You pick up your von Furstenberg. <laughs> uh huh. Head to the ballet. At Alice yeah, Tully or whatever. <laughs> truly, like the middle-aged crawl, right? It's like <laughs> I'm upset else? for you, Jenny. I really am. I really I felt that in my craw. It's um, it's definitely, I know she, I know she meant well, and maybe she's listening to this podcast, shout out, woot woot, I'll be there to uh, get the maxi dresses, believe me you. Actually, I, I always was age appropriate. I think when you write her back, tell her we've <laughs> talked about it on this podcast, and give her the link and tell her to share widely. Free advertisement, except yeah. we're going to beep true. it out. The new the new store is going to be called Sunloom, which is such a like a Chico clothing. I thought um, it might be a progression of blah dee da like. I know. Fiddle Pre reconstruction sort of antebellum like Civil War gear. Which I mean, perfect for someone of your age, Jenny. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, guys, we have to talk about Cuomo. Oh, I, mean, brief, I know we're briefly because we have to move into our segments soon. But but sure, let's give it a whirl. Let's what 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 can we contribute that the pundits haven't already? I've literally seen ten thousand articles about it today. Yeah, he's the height of arrogance. The height of narcissism. I've I've always thought that about him. You know, the you get him on, especially Jen. You mentioned these these chats between the bros on CNN between Chris and and his uh, big brother Andrew, and and it's just like he has full reign during you know during his heyday of the height of the pandemic when people were worshiping him like a fucking you know golden god he basked in that shit and oh yeah. how the mighty fall i mean it's it's a pretty predictable story but yeah it is an astonishing fall from grace within yeah. like what 14 months because remember when the pandemic was really in its fullest stage and he was like the new fdr i mean he would <laughs> give those press conferences we would watch them i'd be kind of comforted by it actually comforted by it and then the stuff that came out about the nursing homes and him putting all you know people with covid in nursing homes to, to me that that seemed completely bizarre and i wasn't sure i think never how that was justified like underestimate the level of just lying and corruption that some of these old school politician families um, engage in. And they came up with being, it. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's really quite shocking, but it, but it's not, but yeah, like, you know, at, at the height of his, you know, rock star status, like you said, it was like these fireside chats where everybody gathered around and 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 you know found comfort because we had this strong I mean mind you I was always a detractor because I I I freaking hate that attitude and and 
and he's always been this this uh, larger than life character that's been very pro corporations and arrogant in a lot of ways. So, I mean, yeah. Well, I just wanted to say that I wanted to clarify for our international listeners, particularly our the huge contingent from Australia that we've cultivated, that we are talking about the now embattled uh, governor of New York State. Just yeah. to clarify. What's, what's his name again? <laughs> oh, is it Peepa? Peepa called in. Yeah. I need I, to know everything you know about Andrew Kramer. <laughs> I know that I sent you and I think you'd already seen that montage that he made to justify how he's just touchy feely with everybody and which blew my mind. It's just he's he's like just showing a montage where you're grabbing Bill Clinton's face is not going to do you any favors. I want to see the one where he's grabbing Biden's titties. And until I see that one, I'm I'm not convinced. That's what I I completely agree. I wanted to see the one where he's going up all these male politicians and running his fingers from the crotch (laughs) area up the stomach. I mean, what's amazing? Can you imagine he meets he meets Putin and he goes like, "Hey, <laughs> hey!" Well, he's a New Yorker, right? I touch your crotch and I move my fingers up. Uh, I let really me get a look her. at that cannoli. Eh? <laughs> Show me your butch. I love a cream up pie. Um, <laughs> I will be sorry. I mean, I thought I was good get in on the action. Um, I wonder if he'll uh, survive. I really mm. do. It's kind of uh, it's kind of a thing to behold. Really? He's yeah. I mean, I think that. Well, I have a theory though, which is that people don't uh, give a shit. Yeah, that there are certain there's a certain percentage of people that like him. And they are gonna look at that video montage, and they're gonna they're gonna be like, "Yeah, he's a friendly old, he's a friendly guy," you know. Like well, I have a deal. theory that the percentage of that percentage who are white women that support him are what is going to keep him relatively safe. Although I, I'm a little more optimistic, Jen. Um, I don't I, I I do think he will resign because I think the clamoring for him to resign or be impeached is going to be really, really freaking loud. But the 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 portion of that portion that you mentioned that I mean, that's what's keeping all of this from tumbling down to the ground. If you ever take a, a, a look in the comments of any post about I mean he has a lot of support and a lot of them are women and um you know it's um it's pretty disheartening and until um I don't know I don't know it's the same what is it 52 53 percent that uh voted for Trump I mean that's old news but like there is this weird sort of cognitive dissonance if if shit affects you but you don't want it to affect you and you want to hold beliefs you want to hold then you just will yeah and maybe you're all all, you're surrounded by men like that in your life so it's not it's not an issue yeah i remember reading i remember reading about women you know the same thing applied to trump and women saying just smack the guy away like take charge don't be so 
oh no, I'm a victim. Because they don't understand the relationship with power. It's a little different. And when your role, I mean, I'm just extrapolating here. When you're in a position where you want to advance politically and you have to sort of acquiesce to these sexual, you know, advances is different from when you are a working class woman who's surrounded by like pervy weirdos who are touching you and you smack them away. Absolutely. And they, and they think that you can just do that in the, you know, these halls of power. And it's not, it's not the same thing at all. Not, not to take away from, you know, working class women who get sexually harassed, but I think it, no. it's, it's a, it's a good point. I mean, you know, you're, you're making a choice in the moment you slap his hand away and turn away the advances and that goes there goes your career there goes everything you you worked for and and this uh, report uh attorney general's report uh, against the governor um it it basically illuminated the fact that he would do anything to to retaliate against these women he retaliated against at least one of them and um you know there are consequences for doing that consequences to your career yeah it's like harvey weinstein not not as bad but still not great <laughs> not great well, definitely not great it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds and ultimately what the polling is like in in, in the aftermath of it because i don't think i oftentimes think the support for this is a little muddier than um, no. and also what, the how uh, the 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 legislature in new york state is known for its integrity Oh, yes. It's mm. um, lack you know, of corruption, lack of corruption, for sure. Transparency. That's right. Great terms you know, to describe our representatives from the state of New York. Your representatives, no, not mine anymore. I, I'm in the state of Missouri, where we have a much more robust legislature that really takes our governor into account. So, you know, I'm and just I'm laughing. Indeed. I'm laughing from over here at your the mishaps of the of New York State. You you live in a state where people have to go to get vaccinated in a gorilla suit. So <laughs> just want to say our attorney safer. our attorney general just sued the city of Kansas City for the new mask mandate that we have. Hey, yeah. look, it, well, at least it's a robust legal system. <laughs> yeah, Florida overtook us. Those bastards. Yeah. Do they have the highest COVID rate in the country? Yeah. Yes. Wow. I think it's neck and neck, Florida and Texas. Mm. It's like, we're idiots. No, we're idiots. No, we're idiots. No, yeah. we're oh. idiots. We're, Who we're will aiming, win this race? We're aiming to retake the, the crown here. That's why the AG is so upset here, because we fall into third. So we got to make up, you know, it's kind of like the Olympics of covid stupidity right now we're just we just have the bronze and we're aiming for the the gold and the most infections you gotta go for the gold yeah i will say this has been a a covid um very busy covid <laughs> that that delta variant is working over time oh yeah i've heard of a lot of people uh coming down with this let's put it that way yeah why do i imagine delta as a like southern you know buxom woman who's because like, of delta burke delta yes burke. <laughs> oh my god that's exactly why yeah designing guys, i'm coming to your party everybody's vaccinated but you still gonna get sick 
Um, <laughs> Do you think Delta Delta Airlines is like, well, fuck? No. <laughs> yeah, just probably... like Corona Beer has been like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they're probably just working on making their seats smaller and like making <laughs> sure to fit in. So, uh, are you excited for those uh, upcoming three quarter sitting seats? Yes, I personally always like to fly in a in a literal sardine can, so um, I cannot get close enough to perfect strangers. Is it going to be really good for your squats or for your your, you know, what are the muscles back here? Your hamstrings. So I'm thinking maybe glutes. That's right. A I mean, little quads. Yeah. From the flight with a luscious butt. Get Kardashian <laughs> ass if you uh, take Delta. Burke Airlines. <laughs> Delta Burke Airlines. I, I won't be flying that anytime soon. The sweetest way to fly. Well, should we go to our segmentes? Let's. Yeah, absolutely. Absolute tomorrow. I'm just uh because I know I am next. Let's hear it from the kids. Let's hear it from the boys and girls. Let's hear it for well, it's for the boys. We have an actual theme song. You can't do a theme song on top of a theme song. Yes, I can. It's my podcast (laughs) along with you two, so I can do whatever I want. This is this is a broadcast radio. This is the wild west of broadcasting, and we can do whatever we want. We're just your sidekicks. Who is right? Wait. The kids are Kim, right? The kids are not all right, Kim, right? Yeah, the kids, I don't know. They're they're better than the adults. That's and true. What are the cool kids up to? What music do they like? Where do they go at night? Are they watching sexy Netflix shows or anime or both? Cool, cool kids like really cool kids. We want to know what you're up to. Ah, oh, as if. I thought. We can't talk about what the kids are up to without, I don't know if we've even had mention of him, maybe slight. We've got to talk about Lil Nas X. And I think oh. it's crazy that he's we have never. not talked about Lil Nas X. Oh, he's never come up on this podcast. Not once, just every single mm-hmm. episode, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, he has come up. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. I am, I am recalling a few instances, but let's, let's dive a little deeper into his newest offering uh which is called industry baby um and i don't know it's a freaking earworm okay first of all i stand some little nas x like that is just that that you should know that already we all know who he is i don't know i'm thinking like oh are we catering to middle-aged people who don't know but like they're middle-aged people like us weren't completely clueless right so but well, Nas X, a.k.a. Montero Lamar Hill, rose to fame in 2019 with Old Town Road, which I listened to no less than 20,000 times, um, dropped his newest video. I thought he um, said dropped his, and dropped his pants. He dropped, oh yeah, I'm getting to that. So he, he dropped Industry Baby, um, which is this epic video of him making uh, breaking out of this metaphorical and actual prison. I don't think this video could be any gayer. Um, it's like using every homoerotic gay 
prison trope you have ever dreamed or fantasized about. I there me me. I know you yes. like the, the pink, yes, you. Uh, Jack hot, hot pink. Um, what are they? Hot pink scrubs. Hot hot coot. Oh hot, God, hot. that's not where they're I thought hot. that was going. They're hot oh, pink prison uh, jumpsuits, right? With a yeah, with a sort of uh, Nike Air esque icon on them. I catch all the little things he does. Um, Lil Nas X is so self referential. You know, he is always referring to another song, another lyric, another video that he already did. He's already like this empire, this this world unto himself. But yeah, he's got these pink jumpsuits, uh, prison gear that have this sort of like Air Jordan like icon. But I think it's actually a silhouette of him sliding down the pole to hell from Montero. <laughs> Like he's so ridiculous, and I fucking love him for that. You know so who pioneered self- that? I want to say Madonna pioneered that. Her songs are okay. and videos are so self-referential. Listen, I'm getting to Madonna. I'm okay, okay, okay. To Madonna. Okay. Listen, because I got a lot to say about that because she really comes up for me when I'm like contemplating Lil Nas X and what he's doing, what he's trying to do. That like the cultural impact that he's making and that cultural moment that he's in right now, um, that he's shaping. And I, it, it is very Madonna-esque in a way, but I think there's some key differences that I will highlight in a second. But back to the homoerotic gay prison tropes, there are entire naked gay shower extravaganza, almost like this Bollywood-esque sort of like dance landscape of like naked black gay men. Black, I think is really, really something to talk about because like, first of all, we all know that uh, black men are disproportionate inhabitants of, of correctional facilities all around the country. So just to like really dive in and embrace like, First of all, he's going to flip that on his head like he's not in prison. But at the beginning of the the video, he Montero as as an old judge sentences Montero to five years in Montero State Prison. And he goes and it's kind of a fucking fabulous place to be. I'm not going to lie. And I love the opening shot. If you guys haven't seen it. Um, come out from under your rock but he's sort of flanked by these two um, they're almost like ladies in waiting there's this really sort of like royal court regal prison wife kind of feeling third sex sort of feeling to these two lady boys that are with him and it's so fucking gay. I, I can't even begin to tell you. And not in a Matt Damon sort of F word kind of gay, but like amazing, great gay. Um, so yeah, so he's in this prison. You know, we, we he's sort of ruling this prison. He's like, he's got his Grammys on a shelf. He's got his like, you know, um, plaques commemorating all of his sale his sales on the shelf and he fucking rules this prison in this gay ass 
pink outfit that everybody's wearing. Um, you know, one point that like I had to watch a couple of times is when the like rap verse comes up. Um, uh, by the way, this is co-produced by Kanye West and the beats are sick. Like Kanye- They're really good. Th- think, think what you will about him. He's talented as hell. He always will be. Like he yeah. will always be a, a, an extremely talented music musician. And I think like the hook on this, everything is so fucking catchy, is so great. Um, but when we get to the verse by Jack Harlow, who is cast as the as uh, Lil Nas's prison associate and his co-conspirator? Um, I kind of question. Okay, Jack Harlow. If you don't know who he is, he kind of had a hit. Um, he rose to fame in 2020 with this like super straight, kind of pretty mainstream rap. He's he's white. Um, song called "What's Poppin'." It's it's brag rap. It's very like I don't I don't think it's doing anything that's breaking a mold. You know what I mean? Like if a white rapper comes along and he can rap, we pay attention. If he's someone like Eminem who's actually like outside of the mold in every way, like genius in my opinion, like then we really pay attention. But I don't know. Like he's catchy. He's cool. He's not doing anything different. But like he comes in in the middle of this gay ass shit. And it's just straight as fuck. So I don't know what to think about it. I don't know if some producer somewhere was like, Lil Nas, we really love what you do, but you can't be that freaking gay the entire time. I have an opinion about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, please. I, I think this is also subverting the traditional media perception of a gay character, which is that you have a straight narrative and then you pull in the gay character to sort of be like an amusing sidekick. And here it's the absolute reverse. The The gay narrative coursing through the video is what's the true, I mean, it has sense of humor, but it's like the driving narrative. And then you yeah. bring in this clown and the clown for laughs is a straight guy. But I and, don't, uh, but go ahead, go ahead. And, though, that, but but he, and he has a secondary role and it's really fun for me to see like, this insane like just what you wouldn't see outside of a gay ball in new york city you know there's just gyrating gay men and never seen before on screen other than at a club you know in new york city or another major city that that's like the main thrust if i may say of the narrative and then you just sort of have this like little sideshow that's just supporting supporting role by a straight guy i find that fun I, it doesn't bother me. I find it amusing. I kind of was thinking along those lines, um, but I, it didn't strike me that way. Jenny, what do uh, you think? I think that this artist, Little Nas X, has a real, really strong point of view. And I don't get the sense that he would take kindly to some stuffy record executive being like, we need to bring in a straight guy. Mm, One yeah. from Kentucky. Um, <laughs> so... I kind of think that that was, I think he's his own machine. I agree. And- I totally agree. But it's it's sort of just like what was intended and what happens. I, it might not always line up. For me, I mean, so, but, go ahead, Jen. So subversive. I mean, that was just my takeaway. Is it's yeah. like incredibly 
Um, because well, yeah, smart. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not done. I'm not done. I wanted to know your <laughs> opinion about Jack Harlow specifically because, yeah, it kind of like interrupted my flow. Uh, Camilo, I mean, he is, he's catchy. I'm not saying everything I said about him really wasn't to take away anything. Uh, it's catchy. I, I've, I was bobbing my head to the rhymes. I was listening to other shit he's done. I listened to what's popping that kind of, you know, put him on the scene and I liked it, but like, it was about fucking bitches, like period. And his, his cameo is about fucking bitches. It's about being, he's, there's no, there's no humor about him. There's no point of like, um, this character shows any weakness, this character, it's, it's just sort of like, I'm not seeing him play a clown. I'm not seeing him subvert um, this, this sort of plot it. that, yeah. He's that, not subverting. He's automatically, I, I, I completely agree with you and I'm not a connoisseur of rap. So I, but I also got that, wow, this is like very, very like bro rap. I don't know what to call it, but this is, yeah, as you said, you know, bitches rap, this. Yeah. This is very, and that's, and that's what struck me that there's no, there's no effort to like integrate it into the rest of their narrative, that it's just sec. It's so clearly secondary and subsumed by the main story. That's what amused me. It's like, you're the guest rapper. Like you're, you're in this world that is so insanely gay and yeah. you're in here. And I think maybe little Nas X is just saying like, we're all sexual. Like we're all fucking horny for what we're horny for. Mm. And I'm horny for this. You're horny for that. I'm probably. And we can be homies. Yes. And we can be homies. And I kind of like that, <laughs> that it was like an, an uh, unapologetic, like super straight, you know, just out of left field because he's already established in the the montero call me by your name video that he can do like the gayest video ever right so and that one's like gay from like zero to 100 gayer I no no but i'm not gayer. saying yeah but okay. what i'm saying is but montero call me by your name was like gay like 100 percent, right there's no and right. now he's and now he's saying i can drop in this like super like heteronormative homie and still we're not and we're not even balanced like i'm up here and he's kind of down here he's like that you know supporting player. i will give you i will give you something that just even his presence on this you know judging from like other hip-hop uh you know figures other this this world of hip-hop is sorry it's super fucking homophobic so even his presence is lending you know lending mm. support i guess it's it's just saying i'm here and like this is okay as opposed to the baby's uh comments that came out right after this was released the baby is a rapper who uh he was at a concert and was telling people to raise their phones if they didn't they hadn't sucked anybody's dick that day in the parking lot and they didn't have aids i mean it was just all really disgusting and ignorant and so, yeah, I mean, Jen, like you said, this is so fucking subversive. I can't, I can't express how, how subversive it is in the context of, of hip hop and rap 
and black male rappers, there's absolutely been no space um, for, for at gay culture in rap period, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, and, and the, the line that keeps, <laughs> that keeps sticking out to me, the hook, like you, you was, you was never really rooting for me anyway. You know, I think it's, it's the story within the story. It's like, okay, like he's calling from, uh, you know, his one phone call and it's the context of the story of him being put away, but he's saying to everybody, it's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do exactly what I want because like you were never rooting for me anyway. Like from probably from the moment I, I came out as gay in 2019, he's just gotten gayer and gayer and fucking gayer. And um, Madonna, this brings me to Madonna, which you, which you mentioned. He really, really reminds me a lot about Madonna. Whereas Madonna, you know, Madonna played with these tropes of religion and like, you know, shock value and sexuality. It was never, ever fucking ever going to be as shocking as what he's doing now. I mean, also, I mean, it's interesting to know that Madonna was co-opting gay culture and Lil Nas X is gay culture. Um, so, you know, it was shocking. What, what'd you say? It was just as shocking. If it, not more. It, it, I, I, I don't know. We, we, we could go back and forth on this. I do think she, she definitely came to mind because she was also a trailblazer. I'm not taking any way, anything away from Madonna. I'm simply trying to emphasize how big of a deal I think it is that Lil Nas X is doing this. And I think it's a bigger deal than what Madonna did because there was always room for slutty, female sexuality even if it was frowned upon by by culture mm. and we you know uh, uh by american culture and we can go into how you know that was a product of rape culture and misogyny and all kinds of things and that she was um really asserting herself as an artist which i think that she was but there was never any room for black gay culture in pop culture, never, period, in mainstream culture. So I just think, um, I think that this is a bigger deal. Um, and it's like, what I love about it, to wrap up on Lil Nas X and this video that I love and this song that I love that is catchy, Industry Baby. I think that the gayness and like just the, <laughs> the over the topness of the gayness is so bold that it's almost like a fucking afterthought. Cause like he is, he's like a tastemaker now. And so this is, we, we've, we've, we've gone quantum leaps in, in terms of like what we're seeing um, in terms of like gay male sexuality and black gay male sexuality. And now he's just kind of setting the pace. It's like, oh, I got like male prison mates twerking in my face and I have two prison wives in a like polyamorous situation and like this is what we're doing now so I don't know um there's an Atlantic article about this and the baby that I thought was really good and they they call him unbothered and um I think that's unbothered and and an activist and I think that's pretty fitting um, but anyway, listen to it because I think it's pretty cool. Is the Atlantic considered a failing publication like the New York Times, or is the Atlantic uh, doing okay? 
yeah, they did. They were they were also pearl clutchers when Trump was president for good reason. But they are also bankrolled by Steve Jobs's widow, Warren oh. Jobs. Yeah, she uh, she bought the Atlantic, I believe. So she has a a healthy uh, independent fund in which to bankroll their journalism, which is good in some ways. Are they we probably moving, won't do we... a probing, probing article about Apple. Um, <laughs> yes, we are. Moving I feel like on I have to... so much more to say about this, but we can move on. Me too. And pick it up, but I, pick I it up another day. We could do exactly. a whole episode about Little Nas X. One thing I will say is the video is one of those classic examples to me of something that is so on the nose. It's almost laughable, like the shower the do you know what i mean him yeah, going exactly through the, what, what oh. it, it, every homoerotic gay prison yes. trope they hit jen, the, the tunnel the, tunnel. Yes. the jen, working out so, in the yard it's so jen that we've decided to move on but she has to have the last word no it's not i was just saying it's so <laughs> on the nose it's almost absurd but it's like it's wonderfully on the nose it's like shockingly amazingly on the nose do you know what i mean I too have many, many more thoughts, oh. but I'll keep them inside until his next video, which I'm sure his next video will give us plenty to talk about. And Jen is frozen. Speaking of Madonna, frozen when your mic's not open. <laughs> I just want to be pretty. Give me your potions, give me your serums, even your unwent. But that must work out, baby. Oh, no, I can't. I just want to be pretty. Hey, all. I'm here to talk to you about health and beauty trends. So I was a bit of, at a bit of a loss. And so I did a Google search for top men's beauty trends for 2021. And there was a term that jumped out at me immediately because I had no idea what it was. And that term is piezorhinoplasty. And I was like, okay, I know what a rhinoplasty is, but piezo sounds like, I don't know, like a renaissance. uh, Yeah, a renaissance painter, like making somebody's nose look more appealing through painting. But that's not what it is at all. So to take uh, from Jen's playbook and doing a little bit of a reading for all of you, this is, a from, good reading. this is from drhelinski.com. Now, Dr. Helinski specializes in this technique. I'm not familiar with him, but he was a, his website was a very helpful resource. So shout out to Dr. Helinski in San Diego. Shock. <laughs> I know oh, that's yeah. a shocker. Piezorhinoplasty refers to a specific technique that incorporates use of an ultrasonic device to help reshape bone. In essence, the ultrasonic piezo device generates high-speed sound waves that vibrate at an extremely high frequency. As this energy is applied directly to the bone, it can be used by the rhinoplasty surgeon to take away bone. Ew. Okay. So what? It melts your bones? With sound. Yeah. So. I like that. You like it. Okay. So we have a positive reaction. Okay. So So what? It's just like. uh Uh-huh. 
No, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it is. Well, let's compare it to what it used to be. How about that? Okay. What are the antediluvian, just pretty much like Cro-Magnon methods of doing a nose job at this point? Prior to piezorhinoplasty, reshaping the nasal bone was done almost exclusively with rasps and chisels, a.k.a. osteotomes. For example, one of the most iconic visuals, you know, iconic, like Uh Statue of Liberty, like Beyonce, one of the most iconic visuals... In the world of cosmetic rhinoplasty is the surgeon standing down a hump using a metal rasp that is moved back and forth over the bridge of the nose. God, how does anybody get plastic surgery? Picture that iconic image. While rasping is very effective in taking down a bump, it can be somewhat traumatic on the surrounding soft tissues and can contribute to additional bleeding and unwanted scarring. The same applies to the use of chisels which are sharp-edged metal devices used to cut through bones. (sighs) Again, while it accomplishes the goal of breaking the bone so it can be reshaped, the amount of bystander trauma to surrounding issues can be a detriment. Literally, I got a nose job from reading this article. My nose shrunk while I was (laughs) reading this article because it was freaking out so much. Sounds brutal. Chiseling, yes. Um, My brain is shrinking right now. <laughs> and I want to, uh, afterward, I want to talk a little bit more about like the the value of a nose job for an individual. I think that it's important to talk about that and not just make fun of it. But for now, let's make fun of it. Next sentence is, so what if we could remove bone and or cut the bone without having to use a rasporosiotome? Wouldn't that be nice? Well, that is precisely why piezo-ultrasonic technology was adopted for use in rhinoplasty. So Wonderful. So what is it? It's basically, so it's sound. How does the sound melt your nose, though? (laughs) Isn't that what they use in teeth? Vibrations. Yeah. It's vibrations. Wow. So it's this Tim's giving us a really good visual here. Thanks for the visual. It's, yep. Yeah. Describe it. It's like oh, wow. her entire body is vibrating at a rhythm of, I don't know, 10,000 psi. How do you measure yeah. vibration? Megahertz. Megahertz. This, ohms. I don't know. This remember, reminds me of. This is an educational podcast. Remember. From movies. Remember when you would see movies from like the 70s and 80s of when like a character was trying to lose weight and they would just strap on a belt that would like vibrate. Yes. yes. Or like that's, the 50s. That's yes. like even before that, they had yeah. all these dumb right. exercise machines. Maybe it works, you guys. I'm going to just aim a stereo at my stomach tomorrow and see what happens <laughs> and <laughs> let it rip. Are, yeah, you, happy? Maybe are, are you happy with your nose? Because, okay, it's so. Nose. Oh, my God. Please. Well, okay, I, because. Today, don't talk about her nose. No, I'm not. Listen, according to Dr. Rady Raban's website, my nose. People, people get, people get nose jabs because they feel like, and this I found really interesting, is not the right size or proportion to their face. So, do you think there is a right size and proportion of your nose to your face? Or are you born with the right size and proportion to your face? 
And that seemed to me like a real philosophical question. I could say yes. a lot about this from a cultural perspective, but I do think that there are physical qualities people are born with, characteristics that might be out of bounds of just like what society is willing to deal with. And I think those are very, very rare. But if we're talking about like, you know, classical proportions, I mean, that's, that shit's all very racist. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, so I don't particularly subscribe to those ideas. No. Yeah. And because the, the, what this website says is that this is what the patients tell, you know, when they come in. So they're not saying we think that a nose is blah, blah, blah. It's that a patient comes in and says, I feel like my nose is too big, too small, too blah, 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 too this. I'm sure nobody says their nose is too small, actually. But even though it says that here. And um, yeah, because as a person who has a larger nose, it has been suggested to me by an uncouth sort of friend in the past that I may want to think about getting my bump, which is oh uh, the second Someone point that here. I know? Of course, somebody that I you know. Yes, um, it, it's, it, it's not going to take a lot of guessing to figure out who it is. But, but you know, the second like like has a bump on the bridge of the nose is the second reason why people come in to to take care of um, their nose. And of course, as a guy, it's just way more acceptable for me to have a bump on my nose. But yeah, it's sort of like all of these self perceptions that people come in with. And but I'm also torn because at the same time, if you get up every day. And you look in the mirror and you think, I feel ugly, and this procedure will make you feel like you're not ugly. Yes, I agree that you are conforming to certain standards of beauty, but it's also how you feel. And if it's doing it is going to make you feel better, isn't it okay? Especially well, in this. Yes, but some of that could be self perception, and it's like body dysmorphia. It may or may not be true. I would say perhaps before anybody goes under the knife for invasive surgery perhaps it wouldn't be the worst thing for them to you know get counseling first i mean Absolutely. i i don't know um, because i'm not sure if that's a controversial opinion but uh i i also wonder if as beauty standards have changed now if there are less people requesting nose jobs just because beauty standards are going through they are going through like a welcome change are they? I, I think, yeah, I think so. I think, I, I think so. How are. so? Because I want to hear about this because I, I don't, I don't particularly feel it. You know, like I, I mean, mean, I would, I'm, I would say we... that there's a lot more like a different type. There's, there. I, I think we're getting away from a certain type of like quote unquote classical white beauty is the only standard. Like, there's certainly a lot more diversity in advertising. Um, there's, I think the the people of size movement has been quite successful in terms of like um, challenging beauty standards on body str stridency. Um, you guys don't think you're seeing that change? I think it's curious. I think I, I it just kind of popped in my head. Is it a sort of thing that the closer you are to that ideal, the more you notice that change and the further you're, you are away from it, the less you notice because I don't, it might seem like a big change from the mainstream that, you know, I am on the Instagram, I'm on the social networks and engaged with pop culture, but 
and I see that there are models of different shapes and sizes and and women with like closer to my features uh, no, something I never saw as a child but overwhelmingly I look and I see people that absolutely do not look anything like me like I do think that there's maybe just the concept of appreciating differences and appreciating like beauty outside of this narrow definition is a thing but in practice I don't I don't really know how much we're seeing that um it, it, might, be, it might seem like a big change at, at, from where we've come from but for me who's just feels like a person outside of like most of those traditional like markers of beauty I it doesn't feel like it's reached me that's my own that's interesting you know, I mean I definitely feel like I'm seeing it now that being said the people in advertisements regardless of of color are still you know very beautiful you know what I mean they're still like yeah beautiful people who don't look like me yeah. you know what I mean? not... but you're using the word beautiful and it, that in of itself is like but you know do you know telling. what I mean they're, they're yes, they do know ide idealized they yes I, I, I no. yeah I, I idealize I get it there's a beauty that might not be synonymous with beauty that, yeah. That's, yeah. Right. Well, it they're brings... not. Yeah. I'll I'll say that that even though you're seeing a lot more black models, a lot more Latino, Latinx. Well, I'm not sure what the right terminology is. Whatever at this point. Um, e or even a Asian models, like they're still a, they still present. You know, they're still picking women that you know they're tall, they're this, they're that. They're they're still essentially falling into the category of like women who look like models it brings me back to the it brings us back to the rhinoplasty thing which is every time you have a plus size model it's because she has a pretty face like a classically pretty face right so yes i feel like the face is kind of the final frontier in a sense like you can be uh, a larger plus size person but if your face was considered not classically beautiful you probably wouldn't make it um, you've got to have like, if your nose is big, it's got to be sort of big in a, in a way that is like beautifully big and that it right. is in, that does somehow fit in, in a classical sense with the rest of your face. Right. So, so I find that really fascinating. And well, I was going to say, like, I've been seeing the example of rebel Wilson, who's like lost a lot of weight now. And, you know, the general tone of the articles is, oh, I feel so much more healthy. I feel so much more. So I feel like society still has that kind of directive to, yeah, it's okay if you're overweight, but it really is better if you're thin. And she's like, I'm playing this character that's kind of like a Britney Spears, you know, um, stand in in my next movie that's a comedy. So I've loved Britney Spears all my life. And I'd like looking like her a little bit is amazing. So, you know, there's still that messaging out there that's like, it's okay to be overweight, but the desired um, paradigm is, you know, thin, blonde, white woman. I'll say this, Lizzo also like posted something on her Instagram page. She's like, I'm trying to get healthy, you know, smoothies. And there were all of these comments about like, essentially chastising her for 
I guess, you know, in any way. Yeah. And when Adele lost all of that weight, there was this insane, like, um, blowback and backlash to her. And ultimately, like, it's up to that fucking person. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And if someone wants to lose weight, like, there are, there are real health downsides to being of a certain size. Yeah. I mean, I I would say I I have to get on, on that because it's like, you know, we, we know about those. Everybody talks about those. And when people are not saying that's what anybody here is doing, but, but when people are abusing fat people, that's the go-to your, but your health, your health, your health. And I sort of, you know, I see a flip side. I, I, I mean, I'm always thinking about a cultural point of view. I'm always thinking about my own experience as we all are as a black person, not that I've been ever like, Mm, I definitely have been overweight before in my life. Like, just like I definitely have been, but I've never really struggled for long periods of time with my weight. It's just not a thing that's ever happened to me, but we're, we're always talking and we're always brow beating people about, you know, Oh, but health and, and it kind of can excuse any shitty thing we say, but we never talk about this toxic culture of dieting and pills and and slim body shakes that all of these in, in influencers are are you know hawking on their instagrams and we never talk about that uh, you know anorexia is like the deadliest disease that like people between the ages of 18 and 25 could could possibly have don't quote me on that that statistic but i know that it's a very deadly and prevalent disease and anorexia is extremely, you know, hard to recover from. So we don't ever talk about these things. We just can say whatever the fuck we want about fat people and say, okay, it's about their health. And um, yeah, I mean, this is a deep dive. You look at people like Tess Holiday because you've mentioned like, oh, uh, fat models that they have to have perfect faces. And I do think that's kind of, Uh, true to a certain extent because she has a very classically pretty face and she has got to be over 300 pounds but I mean the hate she gets is ridiculous like let's face it no one really cares about her health we just don't want to shift that paradigm we don't want to make that the new normal especially men Um, and you caring about you know someone in your life that you know is a lot different than caring about or dictating to someone out there who was in, you know, the public eye. That's all I had to say about that. Mm. Good, good pin in that discussion. All right, let's move on to our last topic. Jen, you want to take us to the future? Future. Future. In 30 years, stuff will be different. How different? We don't know. But we'll speculate for the show. Come along for the ride. Yes. I was going to say, maybe we should leave the future literally to the future since the episode has run so long. <laughs> we could. What do you think? It's, um, do we think our fans I, will like clamor and um, come to us to, to, to our gates and like siege us and um, bust down our doors do with, with a ram? Okay, so I'm going to give you a taste of the future for a future episode. And the name of the topic I'm going to be discussing in the future is Doomsday Prep for the Super Rich. 
Some of the wealthiest people in America, in Silicon Valley, New York, and beyond, are getting ready for the crack up of civilization. Do you have your prepper kit? It sounds like I need more than a kit. I don't. I don't think the rich people just have a kit. Oh no, they don't. They have entire luxury condos built underground. So tune in to next episode, and I'll tell you all about what you can get if you're a billionaire and you want to survive the nuclear. Well, apocalypse. not next episode. When when you get to talk about the future next. All right. Well, in three weeks from now, you guys, <laughs> you're going to hear about the doomsday prep of the super rich. What a teaser! Ooh, I like this topic. I want to do yes. not. This is very exciting. Do not look this up online. Don't cheat. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, we've done it. This this truly may be our longest episode ever, but I think it was worth it. There was some really juicy stuff going on. So Complicated. Thank you, thank you both for your, um, as usual. Well, I know, Jen, you did a lot of research, and Kim, clearly you did as well watching industry baby 500 times sounds like like next we time we meet we'll have a better sound i think so we're working on it we're, we're we're getting there but that's a really great segue because if you want to help us get better sound head on over to our patreon and look for uh, patreon.com look for halfway there the podcast and we're going to be adding goodies so if you give us like throw us a couple of bucks a month or more, we're still figuring it out what we're gonna give you. It's really gonna help us get better better audio equipment, um, maybe pay a producer eventually, wouldn't that be amazing? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then someday, someday it would be so nice if we could give each other like a couple shekels each, right? For doing this. Yeah. That would be We amazing. need to sell the podcast to Spotify. Jen's just like looking to <laughs> just sell the damn thing to a giant corporation and be done with it. Well, I don't right. know. Then, then they might censor our content, although apparently they don't because Joe Rogan can say whatever he wants. So um, let's do it though. I sold my soul to the company's <laughs> Where else can people find us? Please uh, rate and review. It helps so much if you rate five stars only and review. And um, visit us at Facebook or Instagram at Halfway There, the podcast. And our email. And yes, we're, we're always looking for submissions. We want to, believe it or not, we are also experts in uh, relationships, dating, and sex, because we've all had lots of all of those in different volumes, depending on the person. But, you know, but the bucket, final bucket is a lot. So send us your relationship slash dating slash sex questions at Kim. Halfway there, the podcast at gmail.com. Fantastic. (laughs) You should be the next. You should be the next Siri. I feel like they change every week. Maybe I have a chance. Yeah. Wonderful. Keep it perky. Keep it perky, perk, 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 perky. And oh. keep your real nose. <laughs> I forgot to tell this you the most. Mine. I forgot to tell you the most disturbing line from my article, which is with an open rhinoplasty, he is better able to place the grass which give more long-term support and structure. More. Wonderful. Not not all time, but just more support and structure. 
you can balance your cocktail on your nose. But only for a limited time, apparently. All right, Keep everybody. Keep your nose perky. Ta-ta. Bye. 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 This has been halfway there, but it's also the end. The end of this episode of Halfway There. You get it.